yourself. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. about buses today and your lunch hour edition here at WABC. Following Bill O'Reilly's 50 minutes, it's Curtis Lee here with a rip and read and commentary. And I got to tell you, there's a panoply of stories about buses. Let me hear that, Lou. Let's tear it up. Got to pound the Greyhound. Could be going to Texas or here in New York City or Georgia. Or Flatbush Avenue. Let me start with story number one. Yesterday, the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, decided to ride the bus on Flatbush Avenue. And uh, he was sitting in the back because he wanted to learn from bus riders why they weren't riding the Flatbush Avenue bus. And while he's back there with his security, half the passengers coming on the bus were not paying their fare. <laughs> Right in front of the mayor. Well, that's typical. And then I could have told him without him having a schwitz in that $5,000 customized suit in the back of that bus, which didn't have any AC, people were telling Mr. Mayor, I got to tell you, I wait for the dollar bus on Flatbush Avenue. I get an upholstered seat. There are no fair evaders, uh, evaders coming on. You get air conditioning, and there are no thugs or thuggets. And guess what? I get there a lot quicker. And the mayor was like, huh? Dollar buses over the MTA, money-taking agency buses? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is a day when they're dropping a bomb on all of us congestion pricing. I'll get to that momentarily. I was at a press conference up on 139th and Broadway where Harlem meets Washington Heights with Congressman Lee Zeldin and his running mate, uh, Esposito Podito. And that became the subject of the press conference as we rallied round Zeldin and Esposito to oust Prime Wave Kathy Hokum. And I don't know where I'm from, Delgado. I don't know if I'm a Latino. I don't know if I'm black. I'm from the Mid-Hudson Valley. I couldn't find my way around New York City without the state troopers and a GPS. We'll get back to that momentarily. But the second bus story has to deal with our Kumbadichich. Rudy Giuliani. As you know, Rudy Giuliani recently had two stents put in because he was having all kinds of heart palpitations. And had he not had that operation, he would have definitely had a heart attack. We all know that. The whole world knew that. And in fact, Eric Adams stopped insisting uh, that the ambulance chase uh, McMahon, the DA in Staten Island, charge him with filing a false police report when he was smacked on the back at the supermarket in uh, Staten Island. You remember all of that. Well, now the mayor of the city of New York has been ordered to appear in Georgia 
to give testimony in a grand jury investigating the 2020 election aftermath. And he's got to be there next week. So naturally, his attorney said, you know, the mayor just had a serious heart operation. He's had stents. He can't fly. He can't take JetBlue. He can't take Frontier. He can't take Spirit Airline. He can't take a private leader jet from Teterboro Airport down to Atlanta. He is relegated to being on the ground. So you know what the judge said to him from down there in Fulton County, Georgia? He said, you know, you tell the mayor there, is he afraid of taking the bus? They got Greyhound bus service out of the Port Authority of Atlanta, Georgia, every day. So guess what, Rudy? You're going to have to be pounding the hound because he's saying he'll cite you for contempt of court if you don't appear. You know, if I were Rudy Giuliani, i give him some advice because, uh, as you know, Lou, I pounded the hound all over the country in establishing guardian angel chapters. Do not sit in the rear of the bus by the commode. It always backs up. It never works. And let me tell you something. The smell will kill you. If not the ride itself, the air conditioning never works. And every enemy of society, every degenerate, seems to find their way on the Greyhound bus. But I'm telling you, please, 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 Rudy, take the Greyhound bus just to stick it to that judge. So it's bus, bus, buses that are in the news. We'll get back to the key uh, bus story, which is that more illegal aliens arriving at the Port Authority today, courtesy... Of Eric Adams, our mayor, the swagger man has no plan, and he has fallen right into the Governor Abbott trap. But the president of the United States, former president of the United States, Donald Trump, I assure you, did not take the Greyhound up from Mar-a-Lago in order to testify at a uh, hearing, a deposition that was being conducted by Tish James, the attorney general of New York, the highest elected law enforcement officer in New York, who cares nothing about the drive-by shootings, the thuggery, the smash-and-grab jewelry uh, snatches, the open-air sale of drugs, the importation of drugs, the importation of illegal handguns. She has basically decided that's not the priority. Her whole life is tied up in prosecuting anybody named Trump or any one of the Trump-affiliated businesses. And finally, after a long period of time, three years to be specific, uh, after uh, giving a deposition to uh, Trump's son and daughter and other members of the Trump organization, today was the day in which she was going to be opposite Donald Trump himself and begin the deposition process. And when the former president arrived, all he did was take the Fifth Amendment to every question and said, I take the Fifth Amendment, I take the Fifth Amendment. This is nothing more than a continued witch hunt. And it begins to add to a lot of people out there, not necessarily Trump supporters, that includes me, and a lot of independent voters like, uh, wow, this is a real pylon. You have an FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. We'll get to that momentarily. Now you have the deposition in New York State by Tish James, who... uh, does not at all ever deal with law enforcement issues, even though that's her uh, the technically uh, described nature of what her job is. She is obsessed with pursuing Donald Trump, Donald Trump's families, and Donald Trump industries. And so now she's stuck with the Fifth Amendment, so she'll probably go to court and try to get uh, the president cited on contempt. Remember, it's not a criminal court case. It is a civil court matter. 
And as we go back to uh, the FBI uh, overall takeover of Mar-a-Lago, it turns out, uh, I don't know if you're aware, Lou, that the most important element of the FBI gaining access to the uh, former president's compound and even to his wife's uh, boudoir and wardrobe, it didn't even have to do with the cracking of the Trump safe at Mar-a-Lago. It had to do with utilizing very sophisticated rotor-rooter technology because they were searching for White House documents that they believed that Donald Trump himself had flushed down the turlet. And you're saying to yourself, well, how, how, could they, how could they eventually put together those pieces of paper that may have been uh, torn into small bits and then flushed down the turlet and uh, sent over to the local sewage facility? Well... According to forensic uh, evidence of the FBI in Quantico, Virginia, they are actually they are actually researching the flushed elements that came from Mar-a-Lago uh, that have been trucked out of Mar-a-Lago in a huge tractor-trailer container that is being uh, brought back to Quantico, Virginia, for analysis. It is uh, Rotorooter. That apparently the FBI is depending on when all is said and done. Now let's get back to the issue of the day. It's the issue that I was addressing uh, up there on the 139th and Broadway. Press conference put together by our own Bo Dito. You know, at times I've been at odds with Bo Dito. You know that, Lou. Sometimes we love each other. Other times it's pure hate. As he is a regular contributor. Uh, to the uh, Bernard McGurk, Sid Rosenberg shows on Tuesday. Has a great podcast, by the way, I participated in, about crimes uh, that were committed and then eventually resolved with go- good gumshoe uh, detective work. In fact, you got to go through the annals of uh, the Bo Dito podcast. The very first one he did with me is we talked about all the mobsters choking on their lobsters that we grew up with, Cambinos, Genovese, Lucchese's, uh Cambinos, and uh, Bananos. But he uh, had assembled an eclectic group of supporters of Lee Zeldin for governor, Republican conservative candidate and his running mate, Lieutenant Governor Esposito, formerly a deputy inspector of the 70th Precinct of the NYPD in Flatbush. And, I mean, there were white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Southeast Asian there. And they were all there to promote the candidacy because the road to victory in New York State against Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and uh, her lieutenant governor, the new Jack Delgado, uh, who is from uh, the Mid-Hudson Valley, is through New York City. Everybody understands that. Even the reporters who were there to cover the event understood that if um, Congressman Lee Zeldin and his running mate Esposito can get 30% or more of the vote in this gubernatorial election uh, on November 8th from the five boroughs of the city of New York, he will become the next governor of the state of New York. He's winning overwhelmingly in so many counties upstate, overwhelmingly. And that percentage will just grow as we get closer to November 8th. Because he is the son of Suffolk and Nassau, he will do extraordinarily well in the uh, bedroom communities outside of New York City, including Westchester. There's no doubt about that. But where Lee Zeldin must score is in the five boroughs. That's why I'm appealing to all of you, not just the Republicans and conservatives, which, quite frankly, the uh, numbers are on the descent. 
as an example, when you look at the registration rolls of Republicans in New York City, it's down to 8%. 8%. Uh, add a few percentage points, maybe 1% uh, conservative. You don't even have 10% of the voters. The growing number of registered voters of hipsters and millennials is independent. Independents now out-register Republicans and conservatives combined. And then, of course, there is the uh, dominant uh, Democratic Party. It's overwhelming. They have almost eight registered Democrats to every one Republican in the city of New York. So if, in fact, Lee Zeldin is to win, and I am putting every, every living moment of the day and night behind his candidacy now... Today, again, once again, personally, I reassured him I will campaign for you in all five boroughs. And I know, I know the the, uh, actual uh, lengths that he has to go to win, which is through the five boroughs. So whether it is in Staten Island, which is a slam dunk for him, it's a Republican uh, borough. But he's got to do extraordinarily well in Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx and in Manhattan. And that means he, if he follows, if he follows uh, my mayoral campaign, I was able to get 30% of the vote against uh, Eric Adams. And that could be his margin of victory. I got more uh, Asian-American votes than any Democrat uh, who's ever run uh, before in the history for the mayoralty. So the percentage that I had was greater. That that could be, well, his route to victory if he can, if he can get the same percentage and add on to it. Clearly, he will get more Latino and Latina votes because Hispanics are abandoning the concept that they are traditional Democrats and they can only vote Democrat. But it's really the independents who have to come out in mass. And the one issue, first and foremost, is congestion pricing. They're going to drop a price of $9 to $23 on the heads of drivers, and it's going to come in 2023. Recently, there was a conversation about this on the uh, five o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katzmatidis. And John Katzmatidis, a billionaire who came from rags to riches, uh, protected the backs of the working middle class and the lower middle class against Kathy Wilde, who is like the Leona Helmsley of our lifetime. It's a tax on the poor and the middle class. Uh, the person that lives in Queens, the person that lives in Bronx, the person that lives in Brooklyn wants to come in and see their doctor uh, in Midtown, they can't see him. It's going to cost them a fortune. And they're too afraid now to take the subway. It costs you $50 to park. Poor people are not driving into Manhattan. Middle class does. Wow. She was so impervious to what a 9 to $23 congestion pricing uh, tax will do to the working middle class, as our own John Katsimatidis described, the lower middle class, and yes, even the poor, having to come into the city. Does she not ride the subways where there is now a 90% increase in subway crime? 90%? Because the mayor, Mr. Law and Order Mayor, the swagger man has no plan. The New York Times just put out an article that said, oh, it's only your perception that there is growth of crime in the subways. <laughs> oh, these people, they don't take the subways. They don't have their boots on the ground. They have no idea. Congestion pricing will kill the city. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. 
Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. theme song for the swagger man who has no plan, Eric Adams. He's he topping. By the way, Lou, they are a Texas band, right? And they're describing Eric Adams to the T, who just got sucked into the vortex of Governor Abbott. Remember, just to remind you, Governor Abbott began a series uh, of busing illegals coming across the border in Texas to Washington, D.C., the goal was to put him outside of the White House because there, Papa Chulo, uh, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, was screaming, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Underlay, underlay. Come on, cross the border. We'll take care of you. We'll give you free everything. And uh, then all of a sudden, he sent one bus to New York City, and the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, had a heart attack, had a complete breakdown. He couldn't resist going live at 5 and having a photo op at 7 in the morning when the first bus arrived. 40 set out from Texas. Many jumped uh, off along the way, claiming New York City was too dangerous for everyone, including illegals. And only 14 arrived. Well, now that Eric Adams uh, understands that this is a way to digress and distract from the problems that are going here in the city... With his approval rating at 29% in plummeting, that's even worse than Papa Chulo Joe Biden. He has decided that his war on Texas. And Lou, yesterday, he decided to drop the gauntlet. He is so desperate to get the hell out of New York City because nothing's going right for him. That he uh, decided to be de Blasio 2.0. Listen to what the mayor threatened to do. I already called all of my friends in uh, Texas and told them how to cast their vote. And uh, I am deeply contemplating taking a busload of New Yorkers uh, to go to Texas and do some good old-fashioned door knocking uh, because we, we have to, for the good of America, we have to get them out of office. Oh, my God. Beto O'Rourke is only six percentage points behind Governor Abbott. It's going to be a close race. Naturally, Governor Abbott is saying, come on, come on, come on, come on to Texas, Eric Adams. You want to bring the illegals back here and go door to door? Be my guest. If there's one thing everybody in Texas hates, 
And that includes Democrat, liberals, and progressives in Austin. Just ask them uh, what their reaction is to the invasion of New Yorkers who have moved to Austin, Texas, in Houston, in Dallas, in San Antonio, throughout Texas. They hate New Yorkers with a passion. Can you imagine Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, takes two days by Greyhound bus to get to Texas. So that's two days he'll be away. Then he's going to go door to door. And he's going to be telling Texas as they look at him in his $5,000 customized suit with his Ferragamo shoes that, in fact, Texas should keep the illegal aliens. They shouldn't be sending them to New York City. Man, he is going to be treated like like, uh, Jehovah Witnesses knocking on doors and Mormon missionary groups. Go for it, Eric. Go for it. Anything to escape. The Michigash that you've left here in New York City. How stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I call Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, de Blasio 2.0. You may have remembered it was back in 2016. De Blasio and his wife, Charlene, wanting to curry favor with Hillary Rodham Clinton, making her run on the nomination because, remember, he had supported, or at least hinted that he would support Bernie the Altachacha Sanders against Hillary, who he at one time had been a campaign manager when she had won the Senate uh, race against uh, Rick Lazio. So he was persona non grata. So what did de Blasio decide to do with Charlene? They went into the middle of Iowa City, went door to door on behalf of Hillary. Hillary said, please don't. Uh, I don't need your help. You only hurt me there. He didn't get one vote. In fact, many people who saw Bill de Blasio wanted to know who the hell was he? Get the hell away from my door. And, in fact, they didn't vote for Hillary as a result. So here we have the second repeat of Bill de Blasio 2.0, which I told you Eric Adams has always been. He has no plan, and crime continues to skyrocket. Let me give you an idea of how bad things are in the subway. I was on the subway all morning long as I went up to 139th Street and Broadway outside of the Blue Moon Bodega for the press conference in lending my support along with Bo Dito to Congressman Lee Zeldin and his running mate Esposito to replace Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and her lost uh, in space uh, Lieutenant Governor Delgado who couldn't find his way into New York City without a New York State Police uh, escort and a GPS. Anyway, look, just look at this. Lou, an 80-year-old woman on the number six train, it was 4.30 in the afternoon, gets totally attacked, kicked, slapped. The assaulter gets off at 59th Street, Lexington Avenue. The woman was barely able to survive that assault. And here we go again. Police say the man is 40 to 45 years old, about six foot two and 170 pounds. He was last seen wearing a black shirt, black and red leather jacket, baggy jeans, and red and black sneakers. Lou, do we know if the guy was white, black, Hispanic, Asian? Do you think maybe that's the most important part of the description? Since about 75 to 80 percent of the suspects turn out to be African American, you think? The over-under point spread suggests he's uh, a black guy. I do, but they won't say so. And then let's flip the script. More hate crimes in New York City if it's not directed towards Asians uh, and uh, towards Jews. It's directed towards Mexicans. A woman was punched repeatedly in the face by a stranger who sneered, I hate Mexicans on board a Brooklyn subway. 
The 41-year-old victim boarded the northbound Q train at Newkirk Avenue around 8.45 during the rush hour in the morning and was talking on the phone when her attacker sat beside her, stood, and without warning, punched her several times. The victim said, why, why did you hit me? And the assaulter said, because I hate Mexicans. Get off my train. As the train pulled into the 7th Avenue station. By the way, that's where the hipsters and millennials uh, live in Park Slope. The victim snapped a photo of the assailant. Now think of it. The cops put out an advisory of who is responsible for this assault. They said the attacker suspect was wearing a black T-shirt, black pants, black sneakers, and had a tattoo with the Roman numerals on her left arm. And guess what was missing, Lou? The color of her skin. Everything. I mean, they had it down to the T, including the tattoo with the Roman, Roman numerals on her left arm. But, oh, heavens to Betsy, how dare we say that she was black or African-American? I don't know. Maybe she was Hispanic. Maybe she was white. Maybe she was Asian. Meantime, as we go out to the Rockaways, more sharks out there in the waters. And I made it my personal promise to all of you that I would find out what happened to public enemy number one. His name was Andre Velasquez. It was Friday night, 8 o'clock, one hour after curfew. You're supposed to not go into the waters of the Rockaways or really anywhere else. And he decided it was so hot, he had no air conditioning in his apartment, he had to cool off. So he jumps into the ocean, only up to his navel, and the valiant park police with their handcuffs and their whistles were screaming and yelling, you must come back ashore, you must come back ashore. She said, let me cool off. I'm only up to my waist. I promise I'll come back. I am just dying in this sweltering heat, and I'll risk getting a shark bite because there are sharks galore, as you know, Lou, out there in the beaches of the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera, all along the South Shore, Long Island, Robert Moses State Park, oh, Jones Beach, all the way out to Quag. In the Southamptons. Anyway, Andre Velasquez, when he came to shore, was handcuffed, was booked, and put through central booking. I've been unable to attain if he's been released. <laughs> there are drive-by shootings in Far Rockaway. They found a kid, 14 years old, shot twice in the back of the head in the driveway of his house. Every day, there are crimes off the hook. And... Andre Velasquez is public enemy number one. How dare you go into the surf after curfew? And I can't seem to get an answer from any of the law enforcement agencies. What happened to Andre Velasquez? Meantime, you know how they say, why don't you make lemonade out of lemons, Lou? With all the sharks that are off on shore, do you know that this has actually spiked the number of Fishermen who go out shark fishing. In fact, a Rockaway fishing charters boat is leaving the Moonbeam Gateway Marina off Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn every morning at 8 a.m., and they report that they have more fishermen than ever before, half in the bag. And if they're not half in the bag, by the time they're halfway out beyond the shores of the Rockaways and Breezy Point, they are totally in the bag. But they are bagging sharks, shark. So the next time you go into a fish restaurant, and you ask for shark meat, know that it is some valiant fishermen who are drunk as skunks at 8 in the morning when they board the Rockaway Fishing Charters boat 
at the Moonbeam Gateway Marina off of Flatbush Avenue. They're doing their bit to try to eliminate the Sharks off of the Rockaways. Meantime, there is a more nefarious plot underway. They warned us, slew of the spotted lanternfly, the invasive species from Asia. They are now saying that we can no longer say it's from Asia because it will stigmatize Asians of all backgrounds and may lead to more assaults of them and more violations of their rights, spiking the anti-Asian hate crimes that exist in New York City. Now, don't you think that's kind of foolish? You think maybe we have to deal with the spotted lantern flying? I mean, Lou, take note of this. They are red polka-dotted spotted lanternflies, first spotted in New York in 2020. We were warned, but we said they're so beautiful. Even my own wife, Nancy, saw one the other day right there on the windowsill. She took pictures of it. She said, oh, it's so nice. But she failed to follow through because the New York Department State of Agriculture has said that not only are you to take the picture, not only are you to report the presence of the red polka-dotted spotted lanternfly. Do you know what you have to do after that, Lou? You must kill it, squish it, squash it, eliminate it. Because if it procreates, if it fornicates, this little bug which arrived in Pennsylvania back in 2020 from, can I say Red China? Can, can I? It, is red, it is from Red China, Okay. Uh, I, I know, I know, I don't want to offend people. we got to change the name of it. And it started to decimate agricultural production of all kinds, damage forests and timber industries and wreak havoc on fruit production. And now, Lou, when you get on that charter bus and you go to sample the vineyards out there beyond Riverhead in Long Island as you go towards Montauk on the North Shore, as you are half in the bag yourself, having had fromage and the wines of New York State of Long Island, it is wreaking devastation on the vines. The real threat is for the wine industry, the $6.6 billion industry in New York. So, ladies and gentlemen, I appeal to you all to follow the dictates of the Department of Agriculture of the State of New York. And unlike my wife, Nancy, who did not follow through, when you see that red polka-dotted spotted lanternfly, you must take a cell phone picture. You must then report its exact proximity to the New York State Department of Agriculture. And then, with every last breath in your body, you must find a way to kill it, destroy it, eliminate it, squish it. Even if I, I told my wife, crawl out on the windowsill. It is your job. She said, are you crazy? I might fall. I might break my hip. The Department of Agriculture of New York State is now deputizing all of us. Forget the criminals. Forget the murderers. Forget the rapists. Forget the drug dealers. Forget the narco-terrorists. Public enemy number one, Lou, is the red polka-dotted spotted lanternfly. We must come together, Democrats, independents, and Republicans, to eliminate it in our lifetime. I will continue to chastise my wife, Nancy, for not crawling out onto that windowsill and acting like he, uh, it was, mm, what can I say? The Wallowa brothers, remember, they'd be out there on the high wire. You did not do your duty, Nancy. And then finally... Who knew when I was an inmate 
on Rikers Island. Who knew, Lou, that I was suffering from low self-esteem because, you know, they originally called me a mutt and a skell, and, you know, that was bad enough, right? And then they called me an inmate. They gave me a number when I was on the rock in the dormitory, in the bing, uh, with my own 8 by 4 foot cell with another uh, monster, although, trust me, he was a Maytag, not me. And also in uh, protective custody, better known as Punk City. Who knew that my psyche was scarred, Lou, all those times, 77 arrests? No longer will any man, woman, or transgender in the custody of the New York State correctional system or the New York City correctional system be labeled an inmate. He'll now be called an incarcerated individual. I don't know how that makes you feel any better if you're in the bing, you know, if you're in a dormitory, if you're upstate in a prison. You can now say, I'm no longer an inmate. I feel so much better. I'm an incarcerated individual. We spend all of our time on this nonsense while criminals are out there committing crime. How crazy is this? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Ah, there she is. Jenny, whack, whack. Affleck. Uh, she's always got a bum rush us. Jenny from the block, Castle Hill, went to Preston High School and became the diva of all divas. And Lou, where was she? In paparazzi heaven. On the boardwalk at Santa Monica with a boy toy band, wah, wah, Affleck, who's been like pimp slapped around. They had all their kids, and they got into an argument. Where are we going to go? So Ben Affleck said, Dunkin' Donuts. And all the kids go, yeah. Meantime, J-Lo, a.k.a. Jennifer Affleck, said, well, well, we're not going to be slumming. I don't want to be seen in Dunkin' Donuts. Come on. Oh, yeah, you're killing me. You're killing me, Ben. But the kids were like, Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts, Munchkins, Munchkins. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of her eye, sharp as she is, Jennifer Affleck, Saw the paparazzi descending, and so what did she do? Lip lock Ben, whack whack Affleck, and they were lip locking, and the kids were like, "Mommy, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy." Especially Violet, sixteen, Ben Affleck's kid was saying, "You don't love us. All you want to do is lip lock with J Lo." Meantime, let's face it, the only time they lip lock is when the paparazzi are around. But do you think they can are concerned with the average everyday person? Do you think so, Lou? Do you think you just got your electricity bill, right, Lou? Because the natural gas costs skyrocketing and no nuclear power in most instances. Clean energy, affordable energy. The price is so high, you're going to have to take a reverse mortgage in a payday loan to pay your monthly electricity bill. And now, blood centers across the tri-state are offering free beer to donors amid a regional supply shortage. Now, 
I know Lou and everybody else out there, you love Brewski. But right now you need money. Remember years ago, you'd get online and you'd sell a pint of your blood, and premium was plasma. A pint of plasma, you could get even more. You were, you were online with the winos and the hobos. I need to sell my blood or I'll be out in the streets. Oh, my God. Here, here, you have no fresh veins any longer. No, no, look, you can find one here. My neck, take it out of my neck, please. I'll sell my blood, but yet I'll sell my plasma. Do you think they care about average everyday people? And look at the Wall Street Journal, a newspaper I never, ever read, Lou. Above the fold, state and city pension funds suffer the worst year since 2009. Okay, you out the cockers, AARP out there. Your 401 is already melting down to a 201K, right? So what are you going to do? Well, you can always seek solace with the Trendoids, the Freakazoids, the Jet Setters, and no... You think you got a bad life, Lou? Imagine you are the Flash. You are the man. Every time they do another episode of The Flash and make a movie, you're rolling in millions and millions of dollars. Actor Ezra Miller is Flash, and he's worth millions. So he goes up to Vermont, and what does he do? He does a home invasion to steal several bottles of alcohol from a house. You know, I don't think he realizes, as Bernie, the Alcacaca, Sanders said, everybody in Vermont, although they're liberal and progressive, they have guns. Lucky nobody was at home. But look at this guy, Ezra Miller. He tried to grab a fan by the throat and Rachevich in Iceland. He didn't get arrested. And then earlier this year, he was arrested twice in Hawaii, including an altercation in which he threw a chair at a woman's head, got released. He was also brainwashing and endangering the safety or welfare of a minor in North, Terra, North Dakota. He got released. And all Warner Brothers is interested in is telling you The Flash is set to premiere on June 23rd, 2023. Don't worry about Ezra Miller, because Ezra wants to keep it real. Ladies and gentlemen, the story of the day, a series of stories, is about pounding the hound. We thought the days of riding the greyhound were over. But now they have told Michael Mbadicic, Rudy Giuliani, if you can't fly for that grand jury hearing in Fulton County, take the greyhound. And as we speak, the greyhound is pulling in to the Port Authority in midtown Manhattan with more illegals. And yes, the swagger man with no plan with the $5,000 customized suit and the Ferragamo shoes is there to meet them and greet them and threaten Governor Abbott. And he's going to take these illegal aliens back on the greyhound and go door to door and campaign against him, against Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, you do that. You do that, Eric Adams. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.